0: Hey friend, this is Bible Tracked Echoes, and I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yesterday on the broadcast, I introduced the fact that we are going to be zooming in, focusing on prayer this entire week. And today, I wanted to begin our discussion on prayer, and as we look at the scriptures and some notes from my own personal prayer journal, I wanted to begin with an anecdote, a little story from the road. Of course, I've made mention before that we've had an incredible summer, very busy summer. We've been here, there, and everywhere, and it doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon, but part of our travels took us to Pennsylvania. While there, at a summer camp, had a wonderful time with just uh, numerous young men and women, juniors and teens, and so many counselors and pastors. It, it, was, it was a wonderful time. But on the weekends, we'd often, I'd often preach out in different places. Well, one of the weekends, not long ago, we had a preaching engagement over a weekend on a Sunday in New York, a beautiful area of New York. The forest, the trees, the lakes, uh, just beautiful scenery. But we needed to be back, or we planned to be back, I should say, for Monday morning. We had another week of camp ahead of us, and so it was about a four-hour drive. We got in the car after the Sunday evening service. The Sunday evening service began around 6 o'clock or so. Ended, I didn't preach that long, about 7, 7.15 or so, and fellowshiped for a little while. I believe we were in the car before 8 o'clock or so. Had changed into some comfortable driving clothes, and off we went. Well... We were about a quarter mile from an exit. It didn't need fuel, I had already gassed up. Everything seemed to be fine, but I looked down at the little dashboard in front of me, and one of my tires said it was at 16 PSI. Now, they're supposed to be between 30 and 40, I think around 35 for these particular tires. So, 16 is bad news. Praise God, we were just a quarter mile from the exit. Like, we're, we're, we're getting off right here. Pulled in, over the next few minutes, that tire went from 16 to 12 to 7 to 3. It wasn't holding air. Obviously, there was a very quick leak Long story short, there was a tire shop across the way, but you got to realize we were only an hour and a half away from our destination. It was about 1030 at night. I have AAA, but oftentimes the response times can be pretty abysmal. And so I was thinking I'd love to get back on the road sooner rather than later. Called the tire shop across the way and I got the cell number for the, uh, the after hours guy, the roadside assistance technician from the answering machine. So I texted, I called, didn't get an answer, texted and got a pretty fast response back. Long story short, after clearing up some miscommunication, he thought I was a semi-truck driver. And he said, we don't have any, any equipment available for you right now. He found out it was just a passenger vehicle, a van. He said, yeah, we can send someone by, they'll be there in 20 minutes. Well, 14 minutes later, a wonderful, friendly husband and wife pulled up. You say a husband and wife? Well, yeah, they were on their way home from church. The technician he stopped and looked at it he aired it up just enough for us to get back over to pull across the street without damaging the rim long story short there was a massive gash i knew the tires were low as far as tread i knew they needed to be replaced but the problem was the inside of the tire i had not checked recently it was almost bald it was my fault i'm on the road constantly and i just had not checked them in the last month or so we had done a lot of driving And the tire almost completely blew out. Praise God it didn't blow out while we were on the road. But there was almost nothing keeping that air in. He looked around the shop. They were mostly a truck, a big rig accessory place. They didn't have a whole lot of passenger vehicle tires. Looked around, he couldn't find anything. Not an old rim, not an old tire. He had nothing for us. He said, well, we can get you some in the morning. Really, I needed four new tires all the way around. They were low enough as far as tread goes. We just need them. So he said, you can take my vehicle. He offered for us to take his vehicle. He said, there's a hotel, there's different options. We opted for the hotel. It was very kind of him to offer his his own personal vehicle for us to drive. But then we would have to drive there and then come back an hour and a half in the morning. We opted for the hotel. But in thinking through that circumstance of how badly things could have gone. Now, would God still be God if the tire had blown out we would have spun out of control and crashed? <laughs> yeah, God would still be God. God would still be good. But I am thankful for His guiding hand, His careful hand, His compassionate hand in allowing myself, my wife, and my two girls in the back seat to not have bigger issues than we did. We have four new tires on now well taken care of we got to camp later than we wanted to put us a little behind the power curve but think of how bad it could have been if that technician the roadside assistance man had not gotten there so quickly hadn't told us what we needed. i mean we got in bed before 11 30 that night because of how quickly he looked around the shop and they didn't have what we needed and we got on the road the next morning by about 10 o'clock in the morning they had the new tires in stock uh they they bought them from wherever they get their wholesaler their tires from and we were on the road got to where we need to go by about noon. God took care of us. But I've found that God takes care of his children all the time and every time. And that's what I want to focus in on. You know, our ministry, we are privileged. I'm privileged to direct an international ministry. We do work across the world. And I'm not going to go A to Z but maybe just through the first 5-10 uh, letters in the alphabet, let me just give you something to think about. We're talking from Matthew chapter 6 about how He, God, is our Father. Notice this, that He is the Australian and the Algerian's Father, the American and the Afghani, the Belgian and the Brazilian, the British and the Burmese, the Cambodian, the Croatian. the He's the father of the Dominican and the Dutch the Ethiopian and the Egyptian, the Filipino and the French, the German and the Guatemalan, the Haitian and the Hungarian, the Iraqi, the Irish, the Jamaican, the Japanese, and we could go on and on all the way through all the letters of the alphabet, but I just jotted those things down in thinking about the fact that you and I don't have a corner on the market of God, but if we were the only ones for whom Christ would have had to die, if you were the only one, if I were the only one, for, so that we could be a part of his family, Jesus, his only begotten son, the only one raised from the dead to new life to immortal life. If we had been the only one that needed salvation, he would have died for you and for me. To think about the fact that He's our Father, what a blessing that is. I think about the fact that we have gospel tracts. I have one in my hand right now. It's called, Are You in Danger? Now this gospel tract right here, much like the 50 other titles that we print in English and many other languages, we ship these around the world free of charge. And you know why? So that we can tell a lost and dying world that He is our Father. I hear the rustle and sounds of people over my shoulder outside my office. A folder spooling up. We have an air-fed folder. And you'll hear maybe sometime in future, next broadcast, a thunk a thunk a thunk thunk of that folder going to work. You'll hear, you will hear the tape gun as as boxes are closed up with gospel tracks, just like this one. This gospel tract right here asks the question, Are You in Danger? It tells the story of Paul Levine, when he was just a 12-year-old boy, how they went fishing near Moline, Illinois. I don't live too far from Moline, Illinois myself. And there's, there's a large lake there. And they drove to the farmhouse, got the boat out, and they went out fishing Had a wonderful time. But then a storm came up and put them in danger. And this gospel track uses that story to tell the story of how you and I can come, if you will, in out of the rain, out of the the cold and the dark of the world into the glorious light of the gospel. If you are in eternal danger, then you need to get saved, my friend. You need a gospel track like this one. I'd encourage you to allow him to become your father today. He is our father and i'm so thankful for it but you must understand in these last three minutes of this broadcast that not all who claim him can be counted as his children when i'm talking about those that are his children when i say he's our father here's who i'm talking about i'm talking about the assembly of all that are blood-bought called out delivered eternally secure those that are in the fellowship of faith those that have been given grace the heaven bound those to whom his righteousness has been imputed you know that word imputed means it means ascribed to attributed to basically his righteousness has been added or imputed to our account that just gets us from a to the letter i Thinking about the assembly of the justified, the king's kinsmen, the liberated, those to whom mercy has been magnified, those who claim the name above every other name. For time's sake, I can't go all the way down to the letter Z, the residence of Zion. Friend, is he your father today? We're talking about prayer. I know I realize I I've turned this into a little bit of a, of a gospel plea. I don't think you can go wrong giving the gospel. As I begin my prayer time on a daily basis, oftentimes I'll read through a list like this and remind myself that he's not just the American's father. He's all Christian's fathers. And what a joy, what a blessing, what a privilege, and what a responsibility that is to know. I ask you today, is he your father? Tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to talk about what Him being our Father means as far as access and attention and affection. I I really, truly want you to tune in, but I ask you today, right now, friend, is He your Father? If He is not, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love for you to reach out. We have people almost daily. That reach out. I'm going to give you a phone number. I'm going to give it to you slow. I'm going to give it to you twice. Just to make sure, if you want to jot this number down, here's that number. If you want to reach out, if you have questions, if you'd like to order some gospel tracts, I want to hear from you. But most of all, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, I want to hear from you. If you may say, I don't have an earthly Father. Maybe my earthly Father doesn't love me. There's a heavenly Father, our Father, that does. Please reach out. My phone number is this 309 316. 7240. Again, that number is 309 316 7240. I'm so very thankful for the fact that you've tuned in today. But if the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart, maybe about your prayer life, maybe about how you do or don't use gospel tracts. Or maybe most of all, because you know if you were to die today, you would go to a place, I don't want this for you, but you go to a place called hell. According to the scriptures, that's where those who are lost, those who have no father, spiritually speaking, that's where they go. And I don't want that for you. My prayer is that you'll reach out. Have a great day for his glory. We'll plan on talking to you soon. God bless.